see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we hear the safe word, we will not stop. Hey, this is uh, Jason Rouse, and uh, welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. Uh, I've got an old friend and a new friend here uh, on the podcast tonight, Uh, my friend here. uh, Ron Jossel, I've known him for 20 years. And? Justin Rivera. Justin Rivera. Justin here 10 uh, years ago. With me tonight, and... um, I met you, Ron, at the Toronto Yuck Yucks. Yeah, I remember the exact day mm-hmm. uh, you walked in and uh, you had purple hair yeah. or blue hair. What year is this? 90... 97. 97. And you walked and you said, hey. And I'm like, hey. And after you had a skateboard, uh-huh. and then you're like, how long have <laughs> you been doing it for? I go, this is my second time. And you're like, this is my ninth month. Yeah. Because I think you started nine months before me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How did you? Because I want to say that I met you through Gavin. Did you guys are? Did, who did you have a relationship coming into? The My first comedy? friend was Gavin. Yeah. So Gavin, I met in in Comedywood, which was. I think the, Gavin was my first friend. Probably he was most people's first friends, <laughs> and then everybody's last friend. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he we we I didn't even I've met him the same time I met you. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know Gavin well yet. Yeah. I, I saw you come in with a skateboard, and uh, we just hit it off, me, you, Gavin, Steve Patterson, and we started doing all these one-nighters for $20 and chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those sound pretty good right about now. I, I could do... And, and I, Sarnia. I went full circle. <laughs> I just did a show for 20 bucks and chicken wings here in L.A. Yeah, isn't it weird? That I found myself in similar positions in Los Angeles that uh, were very familiar the first two to three years of my comedy career. Oh, what the fuck? After I've put in two decades of experience. Exactly. Uh, you know, I just did a, because uh, they have a different system out here. They have open mics, which is sometimes you pay to go on right. or you put your name in a hat. Or friends, you have to bring friends. Friends, you get two, two people, they got to pay to get in, buy two yeah. drinks. And how many times are your friends going to fall for that? Right. And then there's the book shows, book which shows. I would say they're open mics. They're just a bit better. Yeah, the quality of talent is a little more monitored, monitored. Yeah, but politics come into play, so you get a bunch of weak links on the show. So, you know, that's what I, I loved about you know places like the Comedy Store in London and just the comedy community in general in the UK and and, and um, Ireland and well Wales, uh, Irish right. Republic. Yeah, I made the mistake of doing that in Belfast. See, I haven't been to Belfast, so I don't mm. even know. I uh, luckily established the fact that I was Canadian before I made this. Very big faux pas, which uh, is what? which is it's really nice to be here in the UK. Oh shoot! Yes, and when I came off stage, I had no idea. I knew that the room had kind of taken a swerve, but I think there was such a uh, um, uh, 
a pass with Canadians. Yeah. That if I think it, if I would have told them I'm American or uh, even English and it's nice to be in the UK, it could have turned into a riot. So what would Belfast be considered? It's an Irish Republic. It's okay. not United Kingdom. So I didn't even know that. See, I didn't know that either. Scared the shit out of me. Our education didn't come from school. My education really came from stand-up comedy and traveling. Yeah. Like, I didn't know shit about politics before stand-up. Culture. Yeah. And you know, all that stuff. We meet... I, re- I remember the Mike Wilmot joke about him, you know, hanging out with his Greek friends in Toronto yeah, and yeah, thinking yeah. mayonnaise was spa- spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, sorry to cut you off, but I totally, you know, so much of my life experience and, and general education about people and, and everything under it has been from... Traveling in the comedy Yeah, community. like when I went to Norway, you sent me all these places to go check out were amazing, all these statues. Yeah, that part. And I go, I didn't know you were that cultured into that stuff. I'm, like, a, I'm a bit of an art fag, Ron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've I, always I, gravitated, I, regardless I whether it was under the umbrella of an artistic I am uh, too. expression, but I've always been attracted to things that people are, are create put off by. Yeah, yeah. You know, if there's shit on the sidewalk... Well, I don't want to get into that right now. My hobbies. Yeah. Oh, can but, you smell but, my breath from here? No, but full circle, same mm. shit that we'd be doing. You know what's weird about LA living in here? And this is like what you probably know. So this is working. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. You have to humble yourself because it's stars first. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Stars are first. Is it stars? Uh, um, Big management. Business relationships. Yeah. Uh, and the politic aspect of it. You know, up-and-coming stars, like people, uh, um, uh, Gerard Carmichael. And then us. Yeah, and, and, then, and then the people that work at the clubs. Yes. And then uh, the people that have uh, uh, are handing out blowjobs with their assholes. And then we're just under blowjob asshole. Well, it's, it's so weird because we both got passed in Glass Factory. Mm-hmm. Me, 2009, you probably 2007 or whatever. Yeah, I think the first year... It was fucked. It was insane. Like my were, father died on the way to my showcase. Russell for the gave Latin. you a five hundred bucks. Probably. Yeah. I uh, I did my showcase. I found my mother called me on the taxi ride to the Laugh Factory. So I just pushed all this fucking right down as far as I could. Did yeah, the yeah. show, and then uh, the uh, Jamie was you know. Masada, yeah. Uh, Called me in the office, said he was interested in representing me and blah, blah, blah. And then I just fell apart. I said, my dad died. And he goes, when? And I go, an hour ago. <laughs> Holy shit. He's going, what? But yeah, oddly enough, the the Laugh Factory, I think, uh, was more like the comedy scene that we had grown up yeah. in as far as the aesthetics of it. Yeah. Uh, the politics were It was like a different. Yuck Yucks version. Yeah. Of, com- of comedy club compared to the improv. Yeah. I thought I'd be headlining there like twice a year. When I showed up in yeah, LA, yeah. I've never had line. I've gone last after Chappelle or yeah. Dane or some after somebody's thrown a nail bomb in the room. Oh man! And then I kind of shuffle up there. How's everyone doing tonight? Yeah, yeah. I could use one of your magic tricks, so I'd have something to close on for a change. He got kicked out of uh, uh, Laugh Factory. What happened? Oh, uh, you try and pull a career out of your ass? <laughs> uh, it was weird because like Jamie has like this very limited memory. And, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So like selective, we'll call it. Selective. So the first time he saw me, and as soon as I got off stage, 
He's like, oh, that was great. I love you. We just started talking for like I think it's 10 minutes. All three of us here. Yeah, you know, and then he's like, hey, let's talk again. We exchanged information. Mm-hmm. Call in, buddy. Yeah. Next time I saw him, he's just like, who the fuck like, are you? Yeah, exactly. I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is my chance. I had to tell <laughs> Jamie Masada that Manolis was in a motorcycle accident. Because he kept calling Masada buddy all the time. So Jamie gets in my face and says, what's with your fucking friend? And I had to make something up on the fly and say that Minorsa was in a motorcycle. (laughs) 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 And that's why he's got some repetition with the buddy. But he doesn't know. He doesn't know. So this is how I think it sort of was for us. He'll give you the spots on the weekends, maybe more 12 o'clock midnight first, and if you don't have any TV movies or credits or blow up in a certain way or get popular, You get faded out. You get faded out, and they have to bring the next person. So yeah. they give you a bit of a year or two. And not only that, there's also another huge factor involved in that, that whole arc, uh, whether or not you go into the mix of their matrix of their comedy club, or some man, they fire the booker. Yes. <laughs> and then and you're then gone. You're gone. You don't even yeah. exist Were you anymore. there with, with Pam? Because Pam booked me originally. Was she the Australian lady? No. No. I got banned from Laugh Factory, too, for uh, trying to book a show. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> it, it went so, around. It was fucked. Mike yeah. David was standing right next to me. Yeah. And he said, what happened? I said, nothing. I just played my idea. And then she pretty much stormed off in a huff and then called the club. And then Jamie calls me and goes... Or no, not Jamie. Mike calls me and goes, you're banned. I go, what? I thought we had an agreement on an anti-Valentine's Day show. I was going to have like Brian Holtzman and, and maybe like Rick Shapiro and myself. Yeah, yeah. Just people with bad relationship experiences. To, yeah, yeah. And couples had to pay a certain price and single people would get in with it. I had this whole kind of thing that I was yeah, going to yeah. do with this kind of late night anti-Valentine. Anyway, I pitched the idea and it, it was uh, I don't know, met with hostility and anger and I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like, what, what, if we had to watch that or read that on a, uh, what do you call it, a stenographer, yeah. a transcript, yeah. and then you hand it around about around some sensible, uh, intelligent Joes, yeah. and they go, what's, what's the result here? I don't understand what the, the dialogue here doesn't make any sense. There's, you're dealing with madness. That's what it is. You, you really have to go understand it's everything. It's epidemic. <laughs> well, you have to understand it without a logical point of view. It's all instinct. Mm. That's what runs everybody. It's an instinctual. We're all ants. We yes. can't really. We can make conscious decisions on certain things. There's some paths that yeah. are familiar, but they're not maybe set up for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, nothing makes any sense here. Yeah. Like I remember this one booker liked me, and for some reason I didn't do anything, and they stopped talking to me. Yeah, and I'm like, I have to accept that. Yeah, yeah, but totally. More and options, you have to see so them in public. Okay. It's very difficult when you you have a, a a rapport with somebody, and all of a sudden they take a hard left with no no reason, no reason or not, and then, and then you've got to see them. Yeah, you know, uh, where I grew up, people uh, do something uh, disrespectful, or uh, there's consequences. Yeah, public beatings. Well, is what happens are you in Hamilton. About Hamilton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hamilton, if I left dis- for that if you, reason. If though. you disrespect every uh, somebody in Hamilton, comic to comic, there will be a fight. Dan will punch you. What's that guy, Dan? Dan with the mustache. Peters. Yeah, <laughs> you're digging deep. Because we were doing this open mic there. This is like a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Hamilton, by the way, is my hometown in Canada. It's about an hour outside of Toronto. Yeah. Five hundred thousand people steel, steel mill, and blood, blue, blue, blue color. Yeah, 
And Even though uh, it's become a little more gentrified with the... Yeah, for sure. Because Toronto's too expensive, obviously. It's in between uh, Detroit... It's in between how Detroit used to be and um, Toronto. Like, it's it's right before Detroit turned, like, shit or it's yeah. going to go Brooklyn good. has a similar kind of timeline. Mm, for I think, sure. I think they're about 30 years ahead yeah. as far as the, the development of the, the well, city and stuff. There's a kid, Zach was on stage and he oh mcdonald yeah and yeah, he was right. like oh yeah because like you know so your hair just like your haircut dan and it was a funny joke and it wasn't even bad but we me gavin and all the other comics just went "Ooh, dan overdid it and yeah. dan just came out straight and knocked him out he punched the kid yeah. the kid's on the floor <laughs> and there's no more open mic there forever <laughs> after five years the yeah. owner said we're not having comedy here anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's that happened to um, that other kid from Hamilton where he was running an open mic and one of the owners headbutted him. Oh, Jesus. Um, who's that? He's, he's very funny. The kid, you just moved to Vancouver. Um, Mace? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mace Gololi. The sad part about Hamilton, and we'll, we'll go, we won't talk too much about it because it makes me sick, um, <laughs> is they destroy themselves. We'll get into Markham in a minute. Yeah, they destroy themselves. Yeah. They, they don't want to be connected to Toronto. There are a bunch of people that have their own scene and they're funny, but they have destroyed their scene by punching people in the face. Yeah. It's just... That, that's the <laughs> Hamilton mentality. And that's why I, I left in 93. You know, it, it was escalating to more gun violence and the the public uh, beatings were people were starting uh, yeah. to bend them to hospitals Village, and stuff. Yeah. If, if you're not doing anything on a Friday night, go to Hess Village. Get a good stabbing. You'll see a great pay-per-view, live pay-per-view. Yeah, me. it's great. They're good, right? Yeah, yeah. And completely unskilled. Actually, unskilled. some of the kids are, are... Doing MMA now. They're getting... So you get kids in their 20s that weigh 140 and pounds. girls, they're... They are... Will fight and fuck you at the same it's time. It's unreal. It's nothing like <laughs> anywhere in Canada. Like, there, you, there's you nothing Canada? like... Yeah. Uh, oh, if you went to Hamilton, like Paul, yeah. Paul, uh, one of my friends who, Paul Bay, who's from Vancouver. I know Paul Bay. He went to Hamilton once because Yuckux booked him to middle at the club. Mm. And after he got surrounded and he, he took, he takes, he's a Muay Thai kick, uh, kickboxer. Oh, he can handle himself. Yeah. So he had to, he fought four people. Yeah. And he goes. At I'm a never, comedy gig. Yeah. That's what it's. Have you seen the movie uh, Fury Road? It's like with Mad Max. Oh. <laughs> it's like Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, we, yeah. When I used to go there with Gavin and hang out with you, you, got, you kind of protected us. I had a reputation and some everybody. friends. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't see it. We were just... No, people we were, stayed away. Yeah, Because they know that if they want to... All those guys were crazy psychos anyway, so they were just happy to be around people that were from the outside and show you business. You have to be tough if you live there. Stan Thompson got stabbed in the throat. Yeah. He got stabbed six, like six times. In the throat. And his voice got better because he had a word. His, his <laughs> yeah. voice. He's a smoker. This, and a this is how his voice used to be. <laughs> hey, you guys. Come on. Let's go. Over. Yeah. yeah. Come on. We're inside my dick. Yeah. <laughs> and he got stabbed in the throat three, six times. And now he sings in the Canadian uh, He's like this. Hey, guys. Um, what's he sounds so much better. <laughs> I don't know. He stabbed them in the that. right area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got like 50 stitches. The guy opened up his neck. And you know why? Because he was in a, uh, like a 7-Eleven or uh, like a variety store. Talking about the girl's outfits. And it mentioned her, made com uh, probably something very condescending remark about her tattoos and her attire. And clearly this girl had nothing to lose. Went and told her boyfriend, like, my boyfriend's going to kill you. 
And then he comes back and tries to stab in the middle of the day yeah. on the street, gets out of a car and starts fucking so, knifing him. In the neck. So, so all these I, fights aren't all these fights are in comics or like people. Like yeah, yeah, citizens yeah, yeah, yeah. of Hamilton. But, yeah, yeah, the citizens he, are animals. These comics, like Stan Thompson, he's an old school comic who 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 when he used to MC and riff, right? Mm. He would do it after the show in places you shouldn't be riffing. As like he was pretend he still kept the persona as MC while we're in an alley. And there's fucking yeah. people shooting up. Look at this guy with a... And we're like, hey, we're not on stage. This guy will stab you. He's like, what? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, just yeah, keeps yeah, yeah. talking they don't know shit. You. They don't know you. Like, you just cut it off. The, the show's done. <laughs> you don't try to riff with the regular well, people with no fucking protection. You know, that that's the... You know, I think we've all had... Probably me more than most is... Uh, where you're so submersed into you, your idea of yourself, regardless... Where you go and what environment you're in, you're trying yeah. to push that persona yeah. that you get because it makes you feel good because it's something that you've acquired for performance and yeah. you get that that wash of of uh, I don't know love. Yeah, then you, maybe I don't. Then you know. do it outside the stage, which is yeah. it's dangerous to do that. Totally, because guys will will be threatened by you first of all. Mm. And stab you in the neck. Yeah, and, and and you know Hamilton's like, what are you jumping or what are you brought? You want attention? I'll give you fucking attention. Whack! I'm I didn't a, know I'm that. On a date with my girlfriend. Remember the time you got <laughs> got gun butted? No, I didn't get hit with a gun. But I that's part, you talking about why I moved to Vancouver? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get hit with a gun. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, there was a gun pulled, and there was some there was blood everywhere. Oh right, right, yeah, there yeah. was blood. My kitchen had a pool of blood on it from my friend's broken nose. He had his, when the guy punched him in the face, after, and then the guy pulled out a gun in my kitchen, there was so much blood pouring out of his nose, it was running over his fingers down his face. And my friend is threatening these guys. You guys are done. So you could have been a gangster <laughs> in some level if you didn't find comedy. No, no, I was never wired for it. You know oh, what I mean? God. I didn't have that, that much. My internal, I saw what... what most of those guys are done. I know. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Most of those guys are done. Some of them were, you know, professional athletes. Vince Poole got out, you know? Yeah, I haven't talked to him in ages. He but became like a bodyguard and, uh, you know, he got jobs. Pros he, possibly, I don't know. But he used to beat up people a lot. Yeah, I see him beat up a lot of people. I yeah. saw him get beat up once by my friend, and that's how we all became friends. Really? Yeah, so that's how Hamilton makes friends. Yeah, if you get usually and then in Markham the thing, we give trading cards of X Men to each other. It's like a, a, a respect gun gunfighter. Everyone knew who the toughest street fighters were, and from different parts of the cities, they'd run into each other at parties. You've been working out, Ron, or you've been shining shoes at the? Uh, I've been punching the bags. Yeah, it looks like that. You yeah. you got athlete's foot on your knuckles. It's the calluses. That's what happens when you punch shit. This is like the best shape you've ever been in. Yeah, I used to be fat. I used to make fun of me a lot. I used to make fun of your teeth. Yeah, I know. I got them fixed, and you got an ab roller. So <laughs> we're, we're back to zero. <laughs> he used to make fun of me, uh, and I used to fight back. He'd be like, "I wasn't they're just, it was malicious. Fun. It was fun." And uh, you'd make fun of me because you have more chins than Chinatown. <laughs> and, and I'm like, this is before it was a hack joke. And, <laughs> no, and then after, and after uh, I was like, 
And I said something like really bad, like, uh, oh, your teeth look like the the teeth on the roast pig that they sell the Chinese barbecue. <laughs> and then you're like, touche. And I'm like, no toothbrush. <laughs> and like, we just, and then. My teeth were clean, but they were jacked. It was fucked up. Like if you bit into I an apple, know. if you bit into an apple. It looked it, like someone stepped on it with a golf It shoe. would look like the letter S or something. <laughs> yeah, that had a lot of, uh, but I used some of that Comedy Now money. Actually, there's a weird story with my teeth. My, uh, I remember when we were working out of the Young and Eglinton Yuck Yucks, yeah. Ed Pollock, oh, a yeah. friend of ours, oh, yeah. uh, I think when Ron was making fun of my teeth. And then uh, I'd done a thing on Star TV, and they did a really close-up of my face. <laughs> and then I looked at the snaggle tooth, buddy. They were fucked. The yeah. bottom were all Beetlejuiced out. And yeah. I used to do a very convincing Mr. Burns impression because my overbite was so prominent. And... Um, so Ed had, I said, well, you know, he was a, a dental surgeon. And yeah. And I go, well, who, who's, uh, who, who can fix this shit? And he goes, there's a great orthodontist and a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Metaxas, uh, up at Young and Eglinton. He, uh, I went into his office and I said, you know, uh, uh, I'm looking to get braces. I was referred to you by a mutual friend of ours, Ed Pollock. And he's like, oh, I'm Dr. Pollock. How is Dr. Pollock? Wow. I was like, he committed suicide like a, a year ago. Or a couple of years ago, and he was like, "Oh no, it was very uh, a weird situation." But anyway, a year and a half later, and uh, maybe about five thousand, six thousand dollars. That's how much you got for comedy now? No, no, no. That's what my teeth cost. Me. Oh, okay. Comedy now was it was half. I think it was, I got three thousand. I think I got twenty five hundred. Yes, you were two thousand in. <laughs> I got. This my is co- a one hour TV I, special. So this is like fifteen hundred Canadian. I couldn't. I couldn't. And hit they the were hour. on it. Because I, I went, I, I, I did as much time as they said, look, if you can't do 40, if you had to, to do the hour, you need 40 minutes. Ron had a great seven, great uh, block of material, but it was so good, they assumed that he could just pull the rest of it out of his ass. Yeah. So, and I know that you, you have a very rhythmic kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, approach to comedy. And when you're forced to improvise and 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 it loses the, yeah, it, you you it, the, the structure of it kind of lost yeah. So they gave me the twenty the twenty one minute, which was you know a thirty minute special. You got the hour, you did forty, but you always did more time than anybody. You're naturally you can just stay on stage and enjoy yourself. And they would enjoy it with you. Yes. That's a, was, without even material. You just enjoyed being on stage. Yeah. Where I, I was just too scared and I had to have material to enjoy myself. Well, that's, that's, I have a, yeah, a, a charisma or a, a relationship with an audience that allows me to, to which has been a gift and a curse yeah. in some ways. My uh, skills with the um, natural uh, improv, uh, yeah. improvising and ad libs and and restructuring things on the fly uh, is is been a, a, like a crutch in some cases. You know, right, right. I could be pushed out of a helicopter into a, any any country, country and do well and in English and do a respectable hour. But if from yeah. a comedic and artistic perspective, if I had to look at that and as some sort of transcribe, and uh, I think you also adopted. A lot of uh, the work ethic and things that me and Gavin and Steve and Pat, uh, Patterson yeah, and yeah. stuff, you know, because you were kind of a little bit behind, oh, but sure. you were like, okay, these are assassins. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'll apply some of the uh, work habits. Yeah, and, and for me, I'm, I'm pretty much opposite of you. I, 
I'm less improv and le- I do it a lot now because it's 20 years in the game, but yeah. starting off in my first 10 years, it was material-based. Mm-hmm. Even Dan Dunn was like, you know, if you just talk to the audience a bit and then do a joke, you'd connect with them a little more. And I'm like, I should have listened to Dan b- back then, but I didn't because he was a crackhead. But <laughs> I look back and I'm he like, was. he had something to say. Yeah, we all know Dan Dunn, uh, very funny, troubled Quote comedian truck driver. Yeah, and, and, he, and he's and back Brilliant. Now. Brilliant. Like, yeah, I yeah. saw him last time I was in town. That's awesome. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah, and he shaved his, his hair shorter. Yeah, he lives in a, 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 like an old camper. Oh, but cool. um, yeah, comedy in Canada. So now we're here in Los Angeles. Yeah. So are, you, are you from? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually like 40 minutes from. from oh, you grew up yeah, around here? Yeah, yeah. Did you around. know Ron when years ago? I'm assuming, you know, the Filipino comedy community is what, 20 deep? Uh, of of respectable, I, and I'm talking about my ass. I don't know, maybe like ten, ten to fifteen Probably. around there. I, yeah, I, I met Justin at a film improv. It was, it was Edwin San Juan had a show there. Yeah, called Slant Ed. Yeah, and then so, I tell people about that in Europe, and they're like slanted. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that kind of racist? <laughs> <laughs> America but loves racism. They, they love the they the, love the worse the better. Hey, could you uh, yellow face it up a little more? Yeah. You've, Totally. And, uh, it's, and blatantly. And that was like, well, <laughs> 10 years ago, I would think. Like 2009 or 2008. Okay, so it was 10 years ago. So uh, he was a guy that could never get stage time, so he hung out there. Yeah. And then eventually you hang out enough and people throw you on. Yeah. You know, and he came from, he's a magician that became kind of an anti-magician because he got ousted from the community. Magic, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, I wasn't the best magician, mm. So, I f- but I was. I thought I was the funniest, like, because magicians are like, 1% of them are actually funny. Yes, you they've got I mean? the mechanics of the, the magic down, but there's not much sense of humor the show, or, yeah. you know, timing or whatever. So, um, so I just, f- just realized I was funnier than, you know, the other 99% of magicians. I just, just started going to the, the comedy route. And then, yeah, I just started hanging around in the the slanting comedy shows just because they would give me stage time and to hang around. Actually, I went to all the shows just to like watch actual stand ups. Yeah. And that's why I met Ron. We're just hanging outside of the the Melrose Improv. And then, uh, yeah, man, 10 years later, you know, we're uh, pretty much comedy bros. Chicken wings and open mics now. 20 Jim. bucks later. And, uh, <laughs> but, but the cool thing was, there was, they, they didn't have this in Canada. So, any kind of genre of comedy or special, uh, uh, you know, a subculture, they would have a show for you. Like Gavin Stevens, very alty, nerd black kind of guy. And I'm like, dude, why are you wasting your time? I'm surprised you didn't shoot yourself in the head yet. I told him this. Mm. I go, he's like, why? I go, you, there's not enough venues for you in Canada for you to stand out because they either want you to do just a t- stereotypical black thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you come to America? where there is genres of uh, shows for you. Alt scenes huge, you know, but how do We you don't do? have girlfriends. That's the same. He has, we don't he, have pets. He, he, we don't have plants. We don't have blankets. Uh, that's true. I, right. I, I live like a samurai. I'm, I'm like a, no, a nomad. Yeah. I really am. I stay at his house. I, I, I have a place I could... I, I stay at my cousin's in Irvine, but it's Irvine. But you, you know, uh, you're not looking to get comfortable. No. So why, uh, you know, there's no point of getting settled in <laughs> until you get, what are we, what are we looking for then? Huh? What are we looking for if we want to settle? 
I'm not. I can't. Well, then you settle and your your muse dissipates and you die. Okay, say you get some TV show, uh, whether it's TV or internet or movie, you get a million bucks, two million a year. That's what you get. Would you buy a place or would you still drift around the city? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy, do uh, build a cabin in New Brunswick. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Are you going to live there? Yeah. Like r- now? No, no, or no. no. What, you, I, what I'm going to do if you, is... If you made money. I'm going to build this cabin. Like, this my, is real. My, yeah, my childhood friend uh, from high school. Manolas? No, no. Uh, my friend John Shepard, uh, near, near North Log Home Building Company. He's... Uh, I've been looking at properties and stuff, and uh, my family's from about a half hour from Moncton. Wow. So you my, keep making fun of Moncton. Well, it's, it's uh, the Moncton, the word... Moncton, it's a funny word. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Regina or yeah, you know yeah. Saskatoon. Right, I think right, it's right, this, right, the yeah. syllable aspect of it. It adds comedic. Uh, Are you actually going to move in there for the rest of your life? Uh, eventually, not now. No, I probably live there maybe six months out of the year. Okay, but you keep coming and back. And then here. I'll be here for what's necessary. Yeah, that's my right. green card. You know, I can apply for citizenship this year, but I'm going to uh, renew. Um, I have to be in the States, as you know, for six months out of a year yeah. to, to keep that active. And which I do, you know, I want to be able to be in California, you know, when it's cold everywhere else, which coincidentally is January, February, See, March. And this, pilot is what, this is what's cool. So I can allow myself to chase the rest of the world. That's out great. Of the half because of the year. you love L.A. regardless of making it or making money or not. I enjoy the lifestyle. Yeah. After living in London in a very densely populated and just trains, planes, and automobiles. Like I worked, you know, six days a week for five years in a dozen different countries. And then moving to New York that year, the big snowstorm happened maybe about seven years ago. You're done with the weather. And I was like, fuck this. And being in, you know, Europe in the colder seasons, it was just, I just got over the snow. Yeah. I think that's the exact same thing with me. I love the lifestyle here. I love the weather. I don't ever care about moving back home. Mm. I love my family. Wherever this might, just journey might take you from here. You're not moving back to Toronto. No. And and, and it it always has to be going up and not even my money or whatever. It has to be new. It has to be constantly changing. Like, Stimulating. New. Yeah, because there's only so much I can do in Canada now. They're not going to give me a sitcom. They, I've never been the actor. I've always been a stand-up. And Just for Laughs was great. They've given me every two yeah. years or something. But I have to just stay here. And if nothing happens, whatever. At least I tried. But yeah, no regrets. Are, no regrets. No regrets. I lived here. I put it all down. Yeah. I rolled my dice. And if something happens, then I'm happy. And cool. if nothing happens, I'm happy. Yes, and I'm okay with that. Totally. We, we've already made it. I'm happy. <laughs> we've already made I it. I only need to spend $2,000 you know I mean? a month on my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I can make more than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you know, like I said, your costs. Uber. You know, you no, know, I'm joking. The uh, wife <laughs> and the kids and, and all those costs. You were about to get married. I was uh, a couple of years. I've been almost, I've been engaged once and almost married three times, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. The last time was year, uh, two years ago. And what stopped it? Um, her cunt. Whoa. <laughs> is it that? Not the one she pisses out of, the oh. one she talked out of. Oh, okay. Uh, I heard she, she was really nice, though. Oh, she had a rich family. Which one? Oh, no, no, no. That was, that was a long time ago. Oh, okay. Uh, the last one was, uh, what was 
It was terrible. <laughs> Wait, so do, do you bang as much as you used to? Not in this town. How no come? one fucks me in this How town. Come? Look at me. I'm not famous. I don't yes, dress man. the part. I don't talk the part. But, I'm not but, a conformist but, but how did you mentality. get the in the bedroom right there? Kidnapped. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah this is gonna. This is on tape. There's. Uh, I got a 13-year-old <laughs> boy chained to a radiator. Is okay. it radiator or ra- ra- radiator? I like radiator. Radi- Raiders. That- You're t- chained a boy to the Raiders? <laughs> is that a football team? I think so. That's a big deal out here. I don't, you don't follow sports. No, I only follow mixed martial none arts and boxing. None of our friends. None of our... No, we're not into sports. Russell, forget it. Yeah. No sports there. Yeah. Uh, Can, Canadians are into hockey and may and maybe baseball and maybe and oh, basketball, but we're not fanatics the way the U.S. is. And then there's the bandwagon World Cup uh, uh, yeah. football soccer shit. Yeah. Uh, I watch I fighting can, sports and that's it. I hung out with, uh, speaking of fighting, uh, Josh Barnett in Sweden. Oh, no way. He's yeah. awesome, man. He's, a, he's he very cool. He has a good podcast in, in Vegas. Oh, no, no. That's another guy. But but the blonde, tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's one of the originals. And he Heavy still fights. Weights. Yeah. Yeah. He has some crazy stories with uh, Joe Rogan, how uh, when you're a trained killer assassin without weapons, you see all the other people that are alphas. Oh, you recognize a gun recognizes a gun. Yeah, and he talks about he loves to make those alphas into betas. He's he's the total crusher. Yeah. And he talks stories. He goes to these uh, metal parties and bands. Yeah, yeah. We we met up at metal shows in uh, in Sweden. He happened to be in time. Man. The Haunted. Because he talks about the... Big metalhead. Yeah, big metalhead. Big metalhead. And then he'll see a metal dude that's like alpha, and he'll he'll look at him. He's a fat guy in an Iron Maiden shirt trying to be a tough guy. But even the big dudes. And then... He goes, he'll look at these guys in the eyes because they'll, they'll try to fight him or whatever. They're on something. Psychologically. And he goes, 90%, even the alphas can, will see that I'm not. They the feel, smart ones. Yeah. The guys that have legitimately been in proper fights. Yeah, that know. That know or in the know. But then you add alcohol and drugs to that and that some of those sensibilities go. Well, he them. was like saying, like, it's like this. Uh, if you meet a comic, you know in some level without their act yet how good they are. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I'm like, oh, you talked to I've called that as they're walking the stage. Yes. I go, ba ba ba. that person's about to bomb. Yeah. I, but they're all dressed nice and they're smiling. They're clearly And confident. they have a martini glass. Oh, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Why are they dressed in a suit? Yeah, yeah. it's completely uh, fabricated. I see some people that have really, you know, uh, are studied the craft from the point of like a, a, a microscope and then um, labeled and connected all the dots and built this kind of Persona, which they think the industry, but no wants. organ or organicness. Yeah, probably it's not very disingenuous, but yeah. very you know at a glance. Wow, that was great. Yeah, eh, it's, it's not it, really. It's not great after the fourth time you see them. Mm. You know, it's they. If you sometimes when you meet somebody that's in the green room, you know, because this person has too much attitude. There's two, like, I Over Overcompensation yeah, for and, lack of ability. And then there's some really good comics that are just assholes, but you know they're just assholes. Th- that's like an epidemic here where you have somebody that has a massive mailing list and a huge following, and I'm like, this guy must be amazing. Yeah. He's hosting the show, and the person comes out, and they're brutal. Yeah, yeah. They're brutal. They're brutal. They're uh, on-air uh, radio personality. Yeah. It turns out we're a Vine 
person or a social media star that has a, a massive following mm-hmm. and they're just eating out of their hand. It's, it's odd. But enough about uh, this Bermuda Triangle. We're here because uh, we want to be here. Yes. We're not forced to be here. I've worked very hard yeah. uh, or to acquire the legal documents to get away from I'm getting my green care. I, I've been doing O-1 visas for 10 years out here. Yeah. Uh, my cousin is an immigration lawyer. So now I'm actually getting my green card in the new year. Awesome. So uh, once they, once you get one of the, those, I bet there's so much stress that's lifted off your back. Yeah. Once you get your green card. But with the so much unrest around the world, <laughs> yeah. a fucking one news bulletin and it's like it could be get out canada yeah i know or so get it quick forget it you know i think until you have a u.s passport you're really not out of the clear yeah you're not you have to really be a citizen and then you're you're kind of a familiar friendly yeah. uh but uh american friendly we'll call it but there's you know how this uh the world the news <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's fucked up i just want to tell dick jokes Oh man! And fuck around and 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 you know do the best that I can do in that, but it's it's making it very difficult to travel. Yeah, what countries do you love to go visit? What what Africa? Feel, really? South Africa is uh, that first experience. I think I, I found an old piece of jewelry that I bought at a market there, and it was uh, two thousand and three. It was the first time you I did the did. Johannesburg Fest. No, I did uh, an early. Uh, festival show in Durban at the oh with Bobby Royal- Lee right you did Bobby no Lee? we did me and Bobby did uh, um, Johannesburg together okay yeah, 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 yeah. he told me that's when he met you he was like I I never met the devil before but I've uh, actually met him I met Bobby in two thousand and one oh he probably didn't remember I'm, oh no he remembers we oh, we've, okay. we've talked about it Bobby and I are actually you know relatively close yeah that's cool I've known him for a long time and uh, you know he's a he's a lunatic. Bobby yeah, is a nut. He he has to be. Like I yeah. to do well in this industry, you have oh, to yeah. be a little nuts. Bobby's also, you know, uh a f- kind of first in in that uh he's crossed over to so many different things. Unbelievable. Like you, know, you don't see him as an Asian comic. No, he was You the, see him as Bobby Lee. Yeah, Bobby Lee is Bobby Lee. Yeah, Bobby yeah, Lee yeah. And, and, and most comics can't that are Asian. They're not a lot, first of all. It's hard to cross over to the point where you don't see them as an Asian comic. Sure. You know, where Bobby, he looks fucking crazy. Pryor, you know, whatever minorities in the stand-up realm, the talent transcends race and religion and the experience of the comedian and the audience. All the other nonsense, the white noise of, of life just falls by the wayside. That's the perfect storm. Yeah, and and that's also like when I started in Toronto, I started I was I was not even the first Filipino or Asian. Welby Santos started before me. Uh, <laughs> but that's like You know Welby? That, that's oh, like saying Dan uh, Welby's is so amazingly crazy. Yeah. I love Welby. He's I my homeboy. I can't stop laughing with by when I hang out with him. I just cannot you know Adam Hunter is his close friend. Yeah. And when he came out here, I was walking out with yeah, him. Yeah, we're hanging out with him. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he went yeah, to his yeah. wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, went, but, but he went to his wedding. But, oh, but, I didn't. But, uh, he did. I wasn't. I've known Hunter longer, and uh, Santos gets invited. And I <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, But even before that, we came here in 2001, and we went to, to Compton because we had a Filipino, f- we knew a Filipino is guy. Is this the was, Cool Herc thing? No, it is not. That was New York. That was New York. But you had some crazy, because I remember stuff. you come back, and you were like, 
explaining the I didn't know the crossover between the Latino and the Filipino community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that there's some sort of uh, boat and a history there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I remember you saying like, because there's no, I don't know. Latino How do you remember that? Because that's true. Like that, I remember coming back from New York telling you all this stuff. I don't talk very much, but when I do, you do remember stuff. I have a good memory. Sometimes selective memory. Yeah, because that was pretty crazy. They, I had to pretend it was. I had to pretend it was Puerto Rican because <laughs> Cool Herm. <laughs> His real name is yeah, Herman. Yeah. It was like, just pretend you're Puerto Rican because you're going to get beat up if they think you're Asian. I'm like, what? Like, just do it. Can you imagine somebody putting that in your head before you're going, listen, we need a little race trading right now. Yeah. You need to turn your flag around <laughs> so we don't all get shot. You know, you, you know, Yikes made me do a native Indian reserve and told me just to pretend I was Indian. <laughs> How disrespectful! Eight hundred bucks, I did it, dude. Uh, and you uh, pretended you're Indian. I just didn't say I was Filipino. <laughs> I, I I said I was from I was from the Cree. Like, <laughs> like I heard there was Crees there, so I said it was Cree. And then some girl in the back is like bullshit. Yeah, yeah. They know. Pregnant. Yeah. Did, didn't you get like some crazy fight on the res- reservation with uh, some girl or something like that? Or- oh, it's her. Did you get in some yeah. crazy fight with a or some? I remember you told me some story about uh, some some native girl and like yes. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened was we uh, we were doing casino in Saskatoon. Oh, you bragger! Yeah, a, a native casino, a, a casino in Saskatoon. Saskatoon. So the the girl that was driving us from the casino again, it was minus fifty. I don't know how what that is in Fahrenheit. Man. But you could spit in the air and it freezes and it falls into oh, Yeah, and that ain't a joke because I've been in to minus 40 and that was unbearable. It was minus 50. So this girl was picking us up after the show and bring us to the hotel. So she, it was only me left because I was there gambling. And she's like, do you mind if we uh, make a stop? I'm just going to go grab something from my friend's house. I'm like, okay, cool. So we go to the reserves. How long was the drive to the reserve? 20, 30 minutes. Shit. It was going really, it was getting colder. I saw the, her, her, the temperature dropping more. Like when we ran out of gas. Oh my there. God. We'll come back to that. But That was one of the scariest days. And then so she goes to the house and it's a party and they're all native and they're all talking a bit of Ojibwe, whatever. Yeah, 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 slang. Yeah. And I, I didn't, and I go, and what are we doing here? And she says, just chill. And I was like, and then her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend comes in from a pickup, pickup truck. He was like, oh Yeah. You you fucking here with this dude? You want to fuck? And he goes, and you cut your hair? You fucking you're not you're not fucking real uh, native. No. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, what? He goes, I'm gonna get my fucking gun. He leaves. Oh no. She's like, you're fuck. by yourself with this girl, and she's like, fuck. She grabs me. Fuck. Yeah. That was her response. Yeah. You're gonna die, motherfucker. She wanted to per- to piss him off. No. Yeah, so she, she, we jumped in her car. Did she have any idea of your martial arts background? Did you reveal any of that? She just knew that my, a, a bullet couldn't be armbarred. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and then she, we drove to her grandmother's house, mm. and her grandmother was there, and we saw this guy circling, waiting for me to come out. Shit. And after that, he stopped, and she's like, I, and then the grandmother goes, I won't let you leave yeah. if you, unless you buy at least $40 a weed from me. What? And it I was go, a shakedown. Yeah. And I go, I can't. He's like, I'll call the guy right now. I went, what? So I spent 40 bucks. Where's the promoter? Oh, he was with these hookers. You know, <laughs> he tried to get us these hookers. And so we drove to a corner 
where they're all dressed up in in uh, snow 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 gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like snow clothes. And you can see their faces. Yeah, Mark Walker does a joke about them talking through their ski mask. Hey, you want to feel like a man again? Yeah, they they gave us a small album of what they look like naked. No. Yeah. Like a picture book. Yeah. For perverts. Because you can't see them. It's too cold. Wait till they find out about the internet and my free cams. These bitches are going to be making some real bank. The oh, this is, this, is pussy. Like, this is like nine, 19, 20 years ago almost. Yeah. yeah. And then after I had to pay $40... And then after she let me go, and then they dropped me back. So it was probably a scam or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, shakedown. Yeah, but that was a weird story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going, they, back, going back to Welby, like you have like 20, 30 minutes of like Welby stories, man. Like, yeah, hey, Welby when has I met, so many, When I met Welby, so I go, the first thing I said to him was, you need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But, you know, obviously he's... He's, you he's know. stuck in a weird position yeah, where his yeah, dad yeah. is sick and he has to take care of his dad. Sure. But his whole life is kind of messed up. Here's a weird example. When they were, his brother is seven, when his brother was seven, he was six. They both woke up on Christmas morning and they ran down under the tree and Grubby opened up his gift from Santa. Dead puppy. No. It was <laughs> Hold it on, was, let me get my cock out. It, it was a gun. It was like one of those phaser guns. And after he looked at his brother, who was actually crying in the mirror. And it's like, why are you crying? He's like, you got your gift. And I'm like, well, what, what did you ask for? I wanted to be a white girl. Oh, no. Yeah. Again? He asked every year for that. He's in Korea. He's a white girl now. Is he a white girl? Yeah, he got a nose job. He got his dick, whatever. Why did you start with nose job as far as making the transition <laughs> like yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. change the nose and then the pussy kind of grows in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a woman now. Cool. He got his wish. I could use a wish. Who? But that's not a wish. It's something he did to himself with a pizza cutter and a wood-burning kit. No. <laughs> I'm thinking about making my asshole into a pussy because it seems if you suck people off or fuck them in this town against your will, which it would be, oh, I'd face the wall. You get a movie deal or something. That's true. Everybody. Well, well this has been uh, in the news. We're talking about sex. Yeah. Uh, Louis C.K., Right, Louis C.K. pulling his uh, his horn out. Okay, I, but you've done that. Like I know, I was thinking about. I was going through a lot of this one. Like I've had my dick out so many times. Hours, hours, dude. Hours I, of the day. I, you used to take your dick out, put a vice grip on it, put three matches, light it on fire. Yeah. The whole room should have fucking charged you. Yes, Mark called me once. He says you can't lay on people naked, and he. I go, oh, that sucks. He goes, well. Yeah, it does, because that lady and those guys you laid across were cops. Uh, they're not angry, but it's a health issue. I got my greasy asshole. I laid on these cops naked and told them, I go, I said something like, look at me, I'm an artist. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I climbed in the audience. And I met myself. this girl. Oh, um, God, here we go. Barnacle Bill. No, I met this girl. Where? Uh, in Toronto. Where I drove her. to. We went out. It was just nothing happened, mm-hmm. and we're talking about comics. And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I met Jason. I know Jason." Because we went on a date once, and we're driving to some restaurant or some club, and then I looked over, and he was jerking off. Well, and on her dashboard, on her I, dashboard, yeah, that was no. your first date. <laughs> no, I've uh, I've pulled my cock out on a date, but not a first date. It must have been first or second, Sarah, or some. You're talking about three. Hundred vaginas ago, at least it was two hundred and forty-seven. Two hundred forty-seven vaginas. Tell, ago. tell her to walk around. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so wait. Um, I never jerked off 
on the dashboard. Okay. I'm not that deviant. Okay. So do you think what Louis C.K. did was... Okay. I've never done that in a professional... Nobody... nobody there's no... Uh, he, he apologized for what he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he's a man of power compared to his openers. And if they're female, who knows what a female thinks of that's a new comic, whether they should run out... Or scream, or call it, or enjoy it. Like, what? Yeah. What do they think? We don't. We have to. I want to hear what they, these girls, have to say. Maybe it's already out, and how they, how they're distraught. But I may know some girls that told me they would love that to happen to them. Yeah, there's love. a lot of twisted bitches out yeah. there. You know, I've been, I've overcompensate. You know, for uh, is it Jones, the Jonestown massacre guy? No, this is uh, Jose Rizal, a very uh, famous Filipino. He was known for um, my ADD. Anyway, back to that. Po- <laughs> we don't even know our history. Um, the uh, it's Spanish. Okay, perfect. Let's get back to date rape. Um, like I know people that have uh, pulled their cocks out and jerked off while the girls enjoyed it. Yeah. But they could also... Have you been com- reading my diary? No, this is... Um, who's that guy that... Jack Norman? No, he's from, he's from Hamilton. Uh, J- Johnny Monroe. Yes. He's done it. He pulled out his cock? You guys were wrestling naked once on Christmas. We did. We wrestled naked. That was weird. And... Uh, Why did you guys do that again? I think it was... Uh, we're trying to up each other. Yeah, and his girlfriend Jessica was really cute. She was... A, she was uh, she was 16, but she was the, the one you had waitress. The baby with? The waitress. The for you. She used to work at the, as a waitress at Yuck Yucks. I don't know. A little goth girl. What do you mean, up each other? Like, one up each other? Yeah, it's like when you. It's like you're going to eat shit, I'll eat all the shit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you and Boomer were the worst of that. Me and Boomer like our poo. And he, he, he gave Boomer a, uh, a miss you card from Hallmark, and he opened it, and it was dog shit in there. Oh, and then he pushed it, and it went in. in it went in Boomer's face, and Boomer chased him down Queen Street and beat the share of Jason. No, he gave me a, a gotchi pull. Yeah, it, 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 it was red underwear. This is the famous uh, Boomer picture. Have you seen this? No. The Gaper? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want to see that. You like sent it asshole? to everybody. Like with your asshole? No, no. I this can't is, remember if it's it, my buddy's asshole. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> Yeah, he can pick up hot dogs without bending oh. his knees. <laughs> You've never seen Boomer's asshole? Yeah, he sat on your face. Oh. Yeah, he did. On, on Queen Street. I think he put I got, dog shit on his nose. He's got pinworms, too. Yeah, but Ben Miner filmed it, so as for the, ca- the, the video, it was hilarious. We watch it like once a year. <laughs> Does he have the video? Yes. He, we, we chased you down while Boomer was chasing. It was after the Rivoli. And he got you to the you ground. You a better memory than I did. Sat on your face. Your nose was in his asshole for at least 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't know about that. Dude, we have it on video. You have it on video? Ben Marner. Call him right now. I'm not calling Ben right now. Well, I'll get the video from him and we'll watch it while eating chips or something. Can we use, uh, what is it, hummus? Or Nutella? I'm allergic to it, but you could have it. You can't eat hummus? Peanuts, peas, chickpeas, soy, lentil, I can't have. 
How do you find out after the fact? Well, I passed you, out as a kid. Your throat swells up? I, well, one time I had lentil soup when I thought it was chicken soup. I love lentil soup. It, one I, of my favorites. Uh, yeah, so I downed it. It was a cup. And it was after a show at 10 p.m. I woke up 7 p.m. the next day. Would you have slipped into some sort of diabetic coma, coma or something? Yeah, yeah. Or it was a... It was a Shock, yeah. My my all my my organs seized up and I couldn't. Did you get diarrhea? I woke up with uh, a beard. A and, beard, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and your clothes were out of style. You know who tried to kill himself? Oh God, here we go. Rasul, Do you have any more poems? Listen, <laughs> you know Rasul Samji? Yeah. So he got caught drinking and driving DUIs two times. I, he's a boy. You know, you know Rasul. Yeah, of course. Okay, and then so we used to make fun of him so bad at the Groundhog. Oh my God. Well, I got videotapes of that. Dude, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? So Russell Sanji tried to kill himself? Yeah, so his wife left him, his parents, his family disowned him, so he he, go, he takes a bottle. He, he had some he, problems with the police, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he, he takes a whole he's bottle. He's a very small man. He's 4'8". Four, four Maybe 100 pounds? Less than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. huge cock. Weird. Is he? Apparently, like, it's like a 7. Nice. Wide. It's only an inch tall, but it's 7 wide. Yeah, feet. It's like a hot dog sideways on your on your, uh, on your car. So he looks takes like a, an oh. elephant's ear with a piss hole in it. <laughs> so he takes a bottle of sleeping pills, uh, takes drinks a bottle of vodka, yeah. lies on the floor, closes his eyes. What is he a chick? No, this who does it with pills? Hang yourself like a grown man. He's Muslim, and so <laughs> he wakes up three days later, fully refreshed. He had a good sleep. He had the best sleep of his life. How many, four days later? Yeah. And he woke up? Yeah. He must have shit himself at least a couple times. Because you're... Himself yeah. He said that he was... He thought he was dead for... for he looked at the... He looked at the fucking yeah. calendar. I mean, the, the clock. He's like, four days he was out. And he was like... He was in a holding cell for four days. And he was pissed. He, he couldn't... He, he sucks in comedy and he can't even kill himself. I haven't seen that kid in a decade. Guess who's, who's outside of my car? <laughs> And let's bring Come him in. in. This is your life. Hey, boy. When was the last time you were back? Sorry? In the uh, in the Canada. Uh, last time I was there was a month ago. I had like two. Oh, you in the West Coast? No, I was uh, in Toronto doing a couple uh, one-nighters. Montreal? Montreal, that's right. I was in Montreal uh, and a couple one-nighters before that. What club do you do in Montreal? It's a, Does, it's a comedy works used to pay... Uh, a flat amount. Now they do door deals, so you have to market it yourself. So you have to be a promoter. I lost five thousand. Five thousand? No, I, I, the, the the guy I dealt with was an idiot. So, anyways, he didn't uh, push ticket or promote. Yeah, no, yeah. The I person know. we've I all with. had horror stories of sending yeah. promotional. So I made three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's terrible. Even broke even. But uh, there was twelve people a night. It's like uh, my Edinburgh Fringe show in uh, two thousand and four. I hear it's really it's hard to get people, people out there. A theater that held 105, I think the max. How many I had shows do you have to do in those? Uh, almost 30. 30 That's too 30, much. 30, 31 what, do you hours. hate yourself after? Uh, after the first week, you don't want to hear your own voice. Holy fuck. Why do people do that? Well, that's kind of the the international hub for showcases for festivals and clubs around the world. So it's a necessary thing to do if you want to get seen and known and totally. And you've you've got opposed to doing just for laughs, where you're limited to you know if you're lucky enough, you get a a, a nasty show where you're doing like seven shows. Um, opposed to doing galas and maybe a couple other best of the fest things. Yeah, this is an hour of you. 
know you can create whatever you want under that timeline in any form or another. So a lot of people, everything from puppets to PowerPoint presentations yeah. and oh, or more traditional stand-up things. So I took my Yuck Yucks Club Act to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. But don't they want no it to be a one-person show rather than a stand-up act? Yeah. Well, they have a... It really... You got to think of it if it's... Because uh, uh, you as a touring club act showing up at the Fringe Festival, you'll see the touring club acts. You'll see the 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 uh, muscle memory of playing a f- comedy club environment, opposed to being a, in an arts festival. Right. So the I think from my perspective, it being an arts festival allows you to put all the bells and whistles on as you should to expand and build those ideas uh, more broadly. And in, in so you did it every year for how many years? Oh, I only did it one year. I went up. So you one, need to do it every year to build a fan base. Yeah, there's some people who've gone on to do that, but it, you got thirty thousand dollars to spend every year. No, because that's what it costs. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like people like make or break, make or break. Uh, yeah. even there, right? I, I lost. Um, I think only three grand or twenty five hundred. That uh, that's not bad. Two thousand five hundred pounds. Um, uh, at the end of it, not including the work I didn't do during that month. So, but it's not a it's not a financial thing. It's really you're going to the Olympics. The the most broad uh, as far as a live performer, you can't go to a, a more point poignant. Uh, place in the world edinburgh fringe festival it was, it was very difficult it's a hard grind man it's it's doing you know it's like doing 10 years of comedy in la in a month i heard you could just make uh it's better to do the free fringe yeah, yeah that's become very make- popular like i haven't been there since 2004 so a, a lot of people i know probably the majority of the people i know over the last five or ten years have been going through the free fringe it just takes some of the uh, uh financial burden off of right. You know, you've got to rent a, a house or a room, you know, and they've tripled the rent and they go on holidays and you're paying like $3,000 a month for a, a little kind of sh- shitty room in a house. What other countries would you like to go to that you haven't gone? Because you did yeah. Moscow, right? I did Moscow. How's I, that? I bombed on a TV show. Uh, it was awesome. Moscow was great. It was probably one of the few countries I've been to that... Um, uh, you know that ha- it was fucking cold. It was like minus twenty five snow. Right, December. I think it was mid. But they obviously speak English at the show because you're doing a show there. That's what I thought. Oh my god! How'd you get that gig? By the way, I uh, I don't know. Sometimes I get these random. Like I remember getting contacted by HBO through MySpace at one point. Like I, I don't really yeah, have yeah, any yeah. representation. My social media, my website has everything that's there. There's, I'm not trying to uh, misrepresent myself in any way. I put all the colors up there. And um, so people go to that or they'll message me through my website. Right, right. So you got there and then they didn't speak English. There was two, there was three tapings, two Russian shows and then an international show with a Swedish, Danish, okay. Canadian. I think there might even have been an American act on the show. And they said that a, a separate audience would be brought in that was bilingual and... Uh, this show was, uh, you know. How bad was it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It was, it, you know what? In my, in my defense, regardless of the communication issues with the language, because I literally stopped and I go, how many people here 
speak English by a show of hands. Seven people in the back. Holy Keep shit. Keep in mind, there's only maybe about 90 people in the audience. Right. Maybe 100 people. And um, But the set was good. It looked cool. You know, it, it, it was a mid-sized venue for a TV special. This is kind of the first international endeavor. I was the first Canadian, I think, to perform on wow. Russian television. That's, they, they aired it? They aired your bomb. That's what I heard. So you have the, any the Swedish, access to this tape? The Swedish guy says he saw a clip online, but I don't know Russian language enough than how to do the searches. Right, and right, right, regardless, right. they had this fucking knucklehead rockabilly band, mm. Russian rockabilly band. They were playing in between the acts. Well, these fucking cunts, two guys with the mics and their bullshit, and they're talking to each other, rushing on with the mic. Oh, my God. Whoa. And I'm like... While you're on? While I'm on. The show started two hours late. It was cold in the room. Like, the people were with their jackets on waiting for about two hours before the show started. That's it was awesome. A recipe, it was a recipe for disaster. I love it. I love that. Uh, it was the fact that I had show? to get a visa and fly to Russia to go bomb. <laughs> I can do that in any club in Hollywood. Was it at least fun to go check out the sites? Totally. I loved it. Yeah, and I good. was only there for three days, and uh, I really just, the temperatures were so cold. I went and saw Robin. The oh, Swedish yeah, yeah. pop star. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The promoter goes. I don't know if you're into this stuff, but do you want to come and see Robin? I saw your 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 uh, Sweden uh, taping. That was good. The naked one. It was in front of like the reward ceremony. Oh, that was in Denmark. Oh yeah, that's right. That's Denmark. That that single performance uh, allowed me to do theaters there every other year. Do you still get to go back there? I was just there. So I've been back a month. Okay, so I was the, the, Sweden. You make Denmark. your money going there. Yeah, I make I make no money in the United States. Right. So you go there to make your money totally, and and, and to do good comedy for my audience. I have a massive following over Scandinavia and parts of the UK and stuff. So the fans that come to see me in those places are very specific. A lot right. of neck tattoos. And uh, and stuff like that. It it looks it looks like a, a, a you know a methadone clinic, but they're my fans. Right, right. <laughs> and but in Europe it's a little more broader. Like fam, like mothers and, and kids will come to the shows and stuff like that too. So that's crazy. I heard you did some. Uh, was that club uh, in um, Spain? The the uh, in Malaga. They uh, with the facial recognition. You they not they don't laugh. They try not to laugh, or they they charge you per laugh. Did you they do that club? No, in, in Spain? Spain. Yeah, you did. You did. I've only done. You did I've Spain. Done, right? I did a couple of gigs. I had. I used to book a gig in Malaga, for so for about a year. There is a there is a comedy club in uh, what's the capital called? Uh, Madrid. 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 Is that, there now? Yeah. That, have you guys done it? No. Uh -huh. They. This is what they say, and then you can check this up online. Uh, they scan your face, and is this the, a government thing in Spain? No, it's a comedy club. That that's run by independence owners, uh -huh. not the government. And the amount of laughs that you give out is what you pay. It's twenty cents a laugh. The average person pays twenty dollars. How do they measure that on some sort of barometer? Yeah, or some machine? computer just li like it scans it. Get the fuck out of here! That's yeah. what they said. That's terrible. And the computer recognizes your laugh. Your computer recognizes your laugh, and then uh, and they that's how the they. Laugh. Yeah, but the the laughs are not key to the. Performance of a comedian. <laughs> Part of the mechanics of it. I don't even know. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense to me. It. I would never get uh, put myself in a position to have somebody measure my worth by uh, laughter. 
Because I wouldn't get paid. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's if, economically. You're, you're more like a horror movie. Yeah, my friend in uh, uh, England said, "He goes, your comedy is a lot like being strangled and having your asshole fingered at the same time." It's kind of uncomfortable at first, but then you slip into it. You kind of settle in. Yeah, because you're more ha- you, you're more like, hey guys, when you first started, and now it's more like, hey, you piece of crap. <laughs> like, like there's no more. I don't well, because I used to uh, more pander. You know, I didn't really have a lot of Hi. examples. Yeah, I, I want their attention and then try and get them on this kind of uplifting. Crazy you know what my favorite thing, thing you used to do? When you used to go take the mic stand and like, look at this, please. It's like we're doing a comedy in a wicker basket. Oh, and the, then the, and then you're like, it's like the the bumper cars in the uh, the state. The, the, Jimmy, look out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were very short bursts of energies. They were like you know, like those little lady finger firecrackers. Yeah, that's what. It but was. they were specific to the club because you couldn't do that in any other club. No, like when I, I would, there's this one comic that. He does a joke about because he's so tall, he t- t- touches the roof and he goes, Bronson? No. But he goes, like, Oh my God, this club's so small. So, and he kills. And then we did the club, the roof's too high for him to touch. And he did okay. Yeah. And it's like, So you can't bring those with you. No, no. It's like the fat thing, or, uh, you know, if you kind of uh, stand under specific flags and you can't fly them in the environment that you're used to working in, then the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. And if you travel enough, you realize there's only certain things you can actually work on now. Like you can't, when someone stays in a city that they're, that they started and doesn't move too much, <sighs> they find out right away. They don't have 45 when they leave. Yes. It's like, wow, yes. I need an hour and a half. Just yeah. cause they're beloved by the comedy community. That's another thing too. It's not a team sport either. You know, it's kind of like, friends. what do you think about the alt scene out here? I've hated it since it's part of the reason I moved to LA from New York is when I'd first gone there, I think I was living there, I'd go into these comedy booked shows and looking around, I'm like, I could kill everybody in this room with my bare hands. Yeah. I don't like those odds. Well I like the sense of fear and something that to push against. I find that and then vegan uh Mumford and Son go fuck yourself kids yeah but the, there's always <laughs> there's always good comics that come from all those environments like there's at least oh, sure. two percent that's amazing but the the rest of the 80 90 percent are so uh like they think they're in this special kind of category well yeah it's yeah, that yeah. it's that communal click that doesn't yeah. really work anywhere else you push those kids in any other environment. and the ones that actually work become mainstream i don't so, know any comic that's another reason i'm here is to kill them my There's whole, a lot of my them. whole demeanor, especially being from doing so much comedy under uh, an audience that embraces my ideas and my thing. But you <laughs> uh, do to to bring that here. It's like a hate crime. Yeah, they're very upset. I love it. I'm I'm tearing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. See, they have something to lose. I have nothing to lose. That's a good way to uh, <laughs> go on stage with that mentality. It's because you're already you're already the, the the starting from zero. Like you know what you do well when it's the shittiest spot <laughs> at fucking parlor. Like you, I'm like nobody. I the do. bomb there too. It started again. Jay's doing it once a month. Now. Oh, that's cool. That is good. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go there. You've performed. I think. I've never done. I've out there a lot, but I never gone up there. Ron's, you've done it. Yeah, with with you. Yeah, yeah. I think I told them. I go. This guy's fine. 
And then yeah, you rocked yeah. it. I think I can't remember. You, you know what? He, I didn't like three. He didn't remember the first time I did it. The first time I did it, I. I've, it's not that he didn't remember. He just doesn't care. Well, I bomb. I bombed so bad that he didn't. You prom- bombed there. I, I said I fired Dalia when when um, he was across the street was an actual billboard of his face, so <laughs> and you could look out the window and see him. Yeah, like in the billboard, yeah. and he's like, "Look!" And then uh, the audience was Hollywood. They love status here. Oh my god! So <laughs> he he killed. Like, and then uh, I went up, and I probably got like four laughs. He said it wasn't as bad as it was. Mm-hmm. But um, and then Jay didn't see me for three years after at the Ice House, and he goes, "Man, what's your name?" I go, "Ron." He's like, "Would you like to play my club, my place in parlor?" Hey, man. And I'm like, like, he totally forgot. Yeah, it's like Jamie Masada. When I first walked into Jamie Masada's office in 2002, I get, 2001, I gave him a VHS tape to watch, <laughs> and he's like, "Where's your DVD, buddy?" I go, "I don't have one." And I came back after an hour, and he wasn't there, and Cecily was there, and it was in the garbage. And he goes. <laughs> Really? Yeah, and he, she's. I'm like, I'm like, well, he didn't like it, and she's like, well, it's in the garbage. Do you put things in the garbage you like? I'm like, why are you being sarcastic? And uh, hold on, hold. that's what he he said that to you. Cecily said that to uh. me, and I go, where's Jamie? He was like, he said it was garbage, and he left. And after I took the tape back, and <laughs> you're picking your career up, yes, out of trash. Like, like that's uh, humbling. Yeah, and I go outside and I see him. At that deli, yeah, um, Greenblatt. Yeah, and he's he's uh, he's he had this package of food that he left with, and I'm like, you didn't like it, and he was like, you're garbage. He said you're garbage. <laughs> yeah, he goes, buddy, we have so many better Filipino comedians than you. We have Joe Coy, uh, we got Edwin San Juan, <laughs> we got a, a four year old girl. Who <laughs> juggles? That's uh, tan, what's her name? And she's Ch- not even Asian. She just squints a lot. It was uh, Tram Tran, <laughs> Rosie Tran, Rosie Rosie Tran's better than you. I was like, I just met Rosie, and then uh, so I. I you said your crap. Yeah, and so I go in my cousin's car, and she's like, "How did it go?" And I was so like, crying. "Pretty much." There was a couple tears. But you're, and, uh, you're so blindsided by the, the lack of respect. Well, 2001. You have a hole in Ron and just fucking... I gave him my comedy now. I thought the comedy now is on stage. He, he thought it was garbage. So five years later, <laughs> Ruben Paul <laughs> calls right. me up. Ruben Paul calls me up and goes, hey, man, my friend can't make this showcase in Long oh, Beach that Jim Massad's putting killer. in. We need somebody to and cover rock. him. So I go in. Mur- he walks around first with a. F- he's like, "Is so and so here? Yeah. So is our Kiros and Television here." Blah, blah. And then he looks at me. He's like, "What's your name?" I go, "Ron Jossel." He's right. He's like, "How come I know you from somewhere?" I go, "I. This is what came out of my mouth. Ugh. Russell Peters. I just said Russell Peters. Yeah. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're his friend, right?" I go, "Yeah. Okay." Isn't I go. That weird? I go up, destroy. He's like, "Buddy, I want to manage you." Like it was, I remember we talked shortly after. He that. forgot about that. So when people say you go to LA and you can only get, be invited and you have to kill when you're here, that's bullshit. Because that was the '80s when there was 14 comics. Now yeah. there's <laughs> 10,000. Yeah, and they all look the same. Yeah, and he won't remember, and they won't remember. So you can come now. You got it's. Don't, don't be fucking scared to come here. That's you why I was going it. and leaving, and I wasn't getting any traction. So I stay here for the. Uh, you know, six months. Which is a good idea if you bomb. Every time I bombed, I run out of the fucking club, <laughs> so they would forget me. Yes, if I sight, kill, I would stick around and get some other gig. Would would see, you know, on the road outside of America, what's like the bomb in a country that you were just like, 
Fuck. Oh, man. I thought this was going to be perfect. I followed the best comedian in Philippines in, uh, what's the festival? Is that Alex Calleja? Was he speaking English? We did a, we did a, in my hometown. So we, we did two shows there. The first one, I, I followed him easily. It was a... Uh, Cebu. Cebu. Cebu, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the second one, that was my mom's hometown before. She died like a couple months before that. Did Killed. you did you specifically book a gig to kind of go visit your no? Or it just happened to work out that way. Is I, I be I, I've been there every year for five years straight doing shows. Magners is a festival. You should check that out. You know Magners? Yeah, the drink beer. Yeah, they, they do a huge fest now. Uh, five countries or four countries? Yeah, Philippines, I, I Hong Kong, in England. Uh, England. Yeah, they had a, a ma- when I lived there. They were doing managers call me for, uh, Mag- Magners. Magners. It's a, it's a cider. Yeah, beer. yeah, yeah. It tastes quite nice actually it with some ice. Good. Yeah, um, everybody drinks beer with ice there in Asia. But you're, um, you're not a big drinker. I've never really ever ever seen you fucked up. I am. <laughs> I'm fucked no, up no, right not, now, dude. No, not on uh, um, weed. I do edibles constantly, ah. right? But but I also drink after shows. Yeah, well, I'm only only here. I don't do it in Toronto because I have to drive an hour back home. That's why I quit drinking. Well, not yeah. the driving aspect of it. It was it was easier. Except there's so much downtime, man. There's such a hang. The hangarounds stuff is is mind crushing. Yeah. So I drink all the time. Well, it's I don't mind having a couple of drinks. I don't get fucked up, fucked up. But when I play Vegas, I'm usually fucked up. Yeah. Well, that's why Thursday, you go. Keep Thursday, it real. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, man. You don't go to Vegas to get your shit together? I love Vegas. I book. I, I, I go there every two months. Do you? Yeah, I do two two clubs. Let me know when you're going. I like to make a road trip with you. You destroy there. Uh, I can't get booked there. No one wants to book me. Uh, Harry I'm Basil likes you. No, he does. Yes, he does. You just don't call him back. Uh, no, no. He offered me a guest spot. On you the have to show. do it clean, though. Yeah, I'm not doing clean. I know. That's the problem. You yeah. have to do. But Why would I do clean? I know. LA Comedy Club would love you. Yeah, I, these, these are places I approached three or four years ago. And it was so nickel and dime and back and forth that I was just like, I, it's not worth it for just me. Just come it's next not a time. Career. I'm there every two months. Pick a month. Come with me. That'd be cool. But I, I get some edibles in you because it's free. You can I have a lot of street. friends there and I enjoy. I, when I first went, Russell was doing the um, Vegas Comedy Festival. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, that was With Jim Norton and... Um, yeah. It was like 2008 or nine. Oh, my God. 2008. That was when yeah. I first met you. And you had, uh, you had grills. Yeah. In the green room. In the, yeah, grills. That's yeah, right. Scott you had grills on and yeah. you were on Russell Showcase, his, his, his show. In no. Vegas? Yeah. Wasn't he there? No, I was hanging oh, out. Oh, you just hanging out? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. It was in the Showtime. That's what it was. Yeah. With Scott. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Scott was also in Vegas. Tom Segura was on that show. Yeah. And uh, Dom Herrera. I remember that. When yeah. I came here. When did you start going down to LA? Like, for, I know you went in 97, but I mean, when you lived. No, no, no. I didn't go. He, the first time I came the to LA was the National Film Board of Canada was doing that thing yeah, in yeah. 2000. Sean Majunder got a, got a TV show out of it, I think. Yeah, he was with Cedric the Entertainer show. Yeah, yeah. I, I stayed with him when he, he just got it. Oh, wow. He's like, I'm fucked. Like, I got no money. My rent's due. If I don't really get this. Uh, How talented gig. is that guy? He's great. He's really talented. I appreciate him. Uh, you know, he was the only guy that came up to me after my Gemini Award and uh, genuinely, you know. Yeah, I even, walk, I even walked past you. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, was, uh, he was cool. He was cool. So when you, that Frazier. was 1998? No, that was uh, the, the Gemini Award was 2001. 
All right. And then when so did you move here? I won the National Film Board of Canada was following me and Nikki and Dave and all that around yeah. around that time. And I came here, Judy Brown from Power Entertainment. She was on the board for the Aspen Festival, was up looking at people in uh, Toronto for the upcoming uh, Aspen shows. That's HBO, right? Yeah. yeah. So she said, I don't have a place for you, but I'd like to manage you. So I started making uh, my first trip to L.A., I think it was 2001 at Dublin's where I met Bobby yeah, and yeah. Uh, Ralphie. Danger Room. Um, uh, uh, Alonzo, you know. Jay uh, Vegas' big room. Stan Hope. Yeah. And uh, it was like legit. I know. Legit. Cross on Miyagi's. I was stoked. Lachlan, I met around that time. Good looking. Fucking chiseled. And, and, and how, how nice. How nice is that guy? He's the best. And he's an assassin. When he was doing the uh, last comic standings, the guy would just come out as a 10 every time. He's, he's banter and stuff. I'm like, this kid has got a He's rap. such a nice guy. And a great comic. Yeah. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? ADD. Then you moved back. You moved here full was, time when your dad died, I think. No, no, no. I've been here since... My dad died in... 2010? Nine years ago. When, at the year I moved here. In 2009 you moved here? Or 2007 you moved here? Yes. Holy shit. I think December 2007. See, I, w- I always came back and forth every three months since 2001. I was doing that. I was doing that. Back and forth every three months. I was doing Sweden and then you just money. because I hate it. Well, not necessarily. I was, I, you know, that first year in LA going from a heavy touring schedule to virtually purgatory and nameless. Uh, I need to be and hanging out with all these fucking knuckleheads and just being in a, a weird community that had no uh, honor or values whatsoever. You know, nobody was really liable for anything and anything. I was quickly learning that everything coming everyone's mouth was here diapers. Yeah, yeah. So I love the uh, lifestyle and the, the the genuine say what you mean kind of shit that you get in like Sweden and stuff like that. They're nicer there, I find. So nice. I thought I heard something. Um, the cops are here. All right, this is where we close it. Um, <laughs> would you? Is, this is becoming, this is becoming you an interview. Questions? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me. Um, remember you had that joke about when you come, it only goes like it doesn't squirt as far as it normally does. The yellow tear of shame is, is that true? No, I have to put a slice of ginger in my ass just to make the distance. Why ginger? Uh, it kind of stimulates, it, it's, it gets me, uh, you know, a seat on the bus. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> you, you want to know how, what my arc is on my cum shot? You said it's I could not, probably get it over the table, but, but I have to do some stretching and stuff like that first. No, but you said it doesn't go that far no more. I lied. It's, it's a joke. Okay, good. And it doesn't go, you know. I thought you had dick problems. I'm not, uh, you know what? Knock on wood. That's my dick. <laughs> you know, I think my uh, lifestyle has allowed me to still stay in this body. You know, I'm 46 in December. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, be, I was happy 50, birthday. 50 in 40 years. But uh, Unreal. I, I'm a young man. We all are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You started a calling me 26? No, no, 24. Uh, June 20th, uh, 95. Okay, let's see if my math is correct. June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. That's when I started. So nine months. Yeah. Yeah, after you did. That's crazy. But you were just in uh, Africa? 
Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You ever have a condom break? Dude, you know what? <laughs> I got so scared of because of, everyone t- kept telling me about the HIV raids, dude. I was like, man. Black people don't get AIDS. <laughs> so that's, that's on you, buddy. I was like, I am not hooking up after any of these shows, man. That's all I ever talked about was like uh, HIV this, HIV that. Yeah, but that, you got to carry that with anything. Anybody. Yeah, they just said that Everybody has AIDS. The rate is so high over there, they were saying. Just Yeah, I know, but you're not walking through a township with an open <laughs> mouth and your dick in your hand going, I wonder what I can pick up here. Yeah, it was great, but it was fun, though, man. I had a blast. Just it was just. I'm dying I, to go back. Yeah, I mean, so I did 17 countries this month, and I want to say South Africa was probably like my favorite uh, this year. It was awesome, man. Well, this would be a uh, a good time to uh, plug some dates. Do you guys have a uh, stuff coming up? Uh, I feel like you're a double act or something. <laughs> Don't you guys do that? <laughs> you guys are called Two Man Pyramid. <laughs> I'm gonna be in Reno. Oh, I'm you're doing Reno. I'm gonna be in Reno doing. We're we're gonna be doing the uh, both clubs, c- c- um, uh, competing clubs. Uh, At the same weekend? Same week, yeah, in December. So I'm going to be in Reno for like five weeks sporadically from now until New Year's Eve, the Reno Tahoe Comedy Club. And then Ron's going to be at uh, Laugh Factory, right? Yeah. yeah nice. Right there. First week of December? Uh, yeah. Reno. First week of December to Reno, yeah. So uh, it's... Opening for Maz. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ma- Irvine Improv yeah. this week. Maz Jabrani. Nice. Yeah. I like Maz. I've known him cool for dude. a long time, too. Really nice guy. Very cool guy. Uh, Where can people uh, get a hold of you? JustinRivera.com has all my social media on there. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then Ron's on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Ron's also one, uh, the, the number, not the, the word one. And just Ron's also for uh, Hotmail.com. No, uh, <laughs> Ron's also at uh, Facebook. Um, <laughs> I know. Do you have a website? No, I don't need it no more. It's weird. I like the craft of it. You, you have one? Yeah. Okay. See, I spent a lot of time on it. You do. Yours is awesome. Uh, I remember you had it early. You spent a lot of money on it. When you, oh, you, yeah. Now you don't need to. But no. Uh, how do you do that? Now, can I get one easily right now? Yeah, you go get, uh, obviously. You uh, could make it to Squarespace. Squarespace. Yeah, but how do you do yours now? I get all the content together and put them in folders, and then I drop box them to somebody who knows how to install it. Do but you, I'm I'm meticulous. Every inch of that thing is is been my direction. I I I think I would have gotten so much more work if I kept up my website. It's just YouTube seems to be enough. You know what? Because and it's Facebook. a click. It's a click thing. They're not looking how many face or website visits you're looking at. They're looking at can this man draw. When when I don't, I've never even did eight by ten since nineteen ninety seven or cards I've never had a card, mm-hmm. you know I think if I became famous or got a, a following then I would probably do those things. I mean yeah. all the other stuff is so unnecessary. You you want an eight by ten? I'll print something from my fucking yeah because nobody Facebook. wants anything in their hand anymore. No. It's in and out the back it immediately. Is. It's a different time, man. It's in and then and then whatever's next. It's a very the, the information is coming in so quickly. People don't even care to digest it anymore. So a photograph is clutter. Yes. They're like, what are you? So um, you, where are you gigging? Uh, so this week, I'm from Thursday to Saturday, I'm opening for Maz Jabrani. Very cool. And then the week after, I'm going to be in Vegas, uh, LA Comedy Club, uh, the 20th to the 27th cool. in, uh, in Stratosphere. Awesome. Yeah. And then the week after, I'm going to be in uh, uh, Reno, Nevada doing Laugh Factory. Awesome. Um, from the fifth, uh, fifth to the, I don't know that that first week of. How do people find June. your dates? 
They don't. They don't. Okay. I, anyway, I, I, <laughs> by I'm this, sure they can tweet. You can tweet Ron Jossel and ask him when he's got upcoming shows in, yeah, in the yeah. world. Well, let's do this uh, again, and, and and I hope I, I want to start a podcast. We haven't even started recording yet. Damn it! <laughs> but uh, December first, I'm in Arizona. Oh, where are you? Glendale, at? Arizona, uh, off the cuff. Jimmy Earl. Yeah, with, uh, with Yoshi. Yeah, is it okay? Cool. I I sent him a press package and stuff. He seemed kind they of cool. actually canceled my spot because of you. But thank you. Really? No. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, December one and two. Uh, Harvell's in Long Beach for the Naughty Show, December second, and then my next big show is. April 5th at Yuck Yucks Vancouver. No so way. we've got some stuff to fill up over what the next five New months. I think I might go to Vegas. I'm going to be at Vegas New Year's. Are you? Yeah, yeah. It's my birthday. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I per, I'm 477. Uh, yeah, maybe you know my birthday's New Year's. I didn't know it was New Year's. We spent like I thought three it was, New I, Year's I thought it at was, least together. I thought it was June the 6th at 6 o'clock. Malachi. Malachi. Outlander. Um... Yeah. I'm going to be in uh, Denmark in June and September of next year. I got some cool stuff coming up. I'd like to thank everyone. I know this is all sounds fucked up and we're all over the place, but I do uh, appreciate the few uh, listeners that I do have here. And uh, there's going to be some exciting stuff coming up in the uh, new year, especially around September, October. I'll give you more information about that. Check me out on the uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that. It's JasonRouse666. Uh, Ron, thank you for having me, man. And it, it's so uh, it's cool to run in like these weird social circles that we kind of go through right. and run into people over and over again. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Bye. I don't care what society thinks. Go